Welcome into another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Hanel, and in this episode, we'll be doing a recap of the Packers-Ravens game that happened last week. The Packers were able to get the win, 31-30 in regulation, uh, although the Ravens won for two at the end and were unsuccessful going for two. But I think that was a decision by John Harbaugh saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers has done this time and time again in the last moments of the game where, you know, you you might go conservative, play it safe, tie it up, which is probably an all right move. But then you give the ball back to Rodgers and it's tied and then Rodgers usually drives down and, and gets in good enough position more times than not to have Mason Crosby come out on the field and kick a potential game-winning field goal. So that scenario, John Harbaugh wanted to bypass, and he wanted to try and go for two, try and one-up the Packers essentially and go up 32-31. to 31. It didn't work out, but, you know, if you ask me, I don't blame John Harbaugh one bit. I think that that was a good move, uh, just given the history of, of – the amount of comebacks Rodgers has led the Packers to, especially in the late moments of the game uh, when there's the, those close games more times than not. Like I said, Crosby's going to come out there and, and be able to, to try and win it, and, and more times than not, he's able to do, to do that. So you got to give John Harbaugh some respect, and that also I would assume would be some respect Um to from John Harbaugh to Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of saying, Hey, I, I know, you know, you're a first battle hall of famer whenever you're done playing. Uh, hopefully it's, that's not for a, a little while longer, uh, you know, a few more years from now. Um, but that's basically the, the b- best respect you can give a player is to um, go for two and, and really just kind of, See how it goes. And I think also it was another indication of, you know, the Ravens defense was really, really kind of tuckered out there at the end. And, you know, you, you, you trust your guys because they're your guys, but you also know kind of where you're at in, in the, in the grand scheme of things, as far as the game goes. So Mark, kind of what, 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 what was your thought on that decision by Harbaugh? I mean, I can understand where he's coming from with the aggressiveness. And yes, Rogers um, is a big threat and you could maybe drive down the field and score. But I think that Harbaugh should have, he should have kicked the extra point because I think the Ravens had some momentum on offense and I think they could have had it. Um, but the way they were pressuring Rodgers at the end of the game, you know, all it would have taken would maybe been a sack or two on the first play of the Packers drive. If they got the ball left, they have 42 seconds and one timeout. And we know that they've had issues with special teams. So then let's say it goes to overtime. Well, you know, you still, the Packers would still have had to have scored a touchdown on their first drive. Otherwise you had to send it back to the Ravens. And I think, the Packers were just having a really hard time uh, containing Ty, uh, uh, Tyler Huntley. He was kind of dicing him up 
um, at the end of the game and all throughout the game, just running around places and stuff. So I don't know. I think I would have maybe kicked it and uh, let at least make the Packers earn it a little bit more than just having them make the one play and that be the game. So, but yeah, otherwise, um, I think it was a good game by the Packers. They, the Raiders were undermanned, the Packers were undermanned, but bottom line is they went into a tough environment and won. I think good news is offense seems to be on schedule. They put up 30s trade point at 30 points, at least 30 points in the last four games. Defense has dipped off a little bit, but you know I don't think anyone was expecting them to only allow like 17 points a game the rest of the year. They're going to have some games where they allow more points, and hopefully they can get some guys back this week. Uh, Kenny Clark not being there last week was a big loss, and they're going to need him against uh, Nick Chubb and this Browns rushing attack. So that's what i think about that adam but uh yeah what is what are big a's early thoughts on the packers and browns before i get to that i do want to quick uh kind of talk about you know kind of talk about the that that decision by harbaugh and it's one of those decisions where if if it works out you go for two you get it um then hey you know you, you look like a genius and Harbaugh is a very good coach. Uh, he is. He's one of the one of the best in the game. Um, in, my, in my opinion, he's consistently having good Baltimore teams, um, and more times than not, they're going to the playoffs. But you know, it's one of those decisions where if it doesn't work out, then they, you know you question yourself. So either way, you can't really fault him for it. I, I don't think um, he he kind of knows that his team is, is very banged up with, with injuries and COVID stuff. And Packers has that too, but Ravens, Morsels, and Packers um, just by a little bit. And I and I, I don't want to you know nitpick too much on the play call by Harbaugh, but I just, you know, I'm happy it worked out for the Packers because they won the game, but I was a little bit questioning the play call um, because it seemed like they – they they chopped the field in half, and I feel like if they would have spread spread things out, maybe run some crossing routes or things like that, um, or maybe even run crossing routes or people to the to the end zone on the two point conversion. And if everybody's covered up, then you can have Huntley run it in and get the two. Um, but hey, you know, it's it, that's easier said than done, and I'm I'm nowhere near, um, you know that what what. You know, the coaches do, it's, you know, it's just a hypothetical um, kind of thought by me. But anyways, going to the Browns, Mark, you were right. It was a good uh, performance by the Packers to beat the Ravens. Um, good on them. Uh, they clinched up another NFC North title, which is awesome. Um, but going to this Christmas Day game against the Browns, it should be a good one. Uh, Lambeau Field. They they got a kickoff scheduled for three thirty Central Time Christmas Day eleven and three Packers against the seven and seven Browns and the Browns you got to remember the Browns are really kind of on thin ice right now as far as playoffs and whether or not they're going to make it. Uh, so this is big for the Browns. It's got big implications for the Browns for the Packers too. It does. Um, I mean, there are implications there for the Packers, and they need to win out in order to get the one seed, ideally. 
Um, although there there have been some teams that are in competition with them that have that have tripped up. Um, most recently, the, the Buccaneers against the Saints. But you know, Hackers, I would expect this to be a, a win. Uh, Zat Lambo, um, I think it'll be close though. Um, I think a big storyline is who's going to start for the Browns at quarterback. Um, they had Baker Mayfield, who was on the COVID list last week. Uh, and I think they had their, uh, another backup quarterback case Keenum was on the COVID list. So last week against, the against the Las Vegas Raiders, the rescheduled game, uh, they, they had Nick Mullins start at quarterback and he, you know, was, did all right. I mean, nothing, you know, overly special, but he, he didn't throw an interception. He, he threw a touchdown, had, you know, a little over 140 yards passing, but I mean, for, for a backup quarterback like Nick Mullins, um, and who's obviously in the NFL for a reason, he's got some talent, um, no doubt, but you know, you got to give Nick Mullins credit. He stepped in there, you know, on kind of, you know, a little bit of a short notice and, and he got, you know, the, the Browns to, to where it was a, it was a close game um, towards the end. Now, obviously the Raiders won the game at the end, but um, that was a, a really tough, tough loss to the Browns because I think if they would have won, they would have were, would have been in first in their division or second, probably first, I think. Uh, but now they lost they're in fourth. So their playoff odds are not very good. Um, and then you put them against the Packers, probably the best team in the NFL. You know, best team by record-wise, and I think the best team um, just overall right now uh, going. It, really tough for the Browns, but they have to overcome some things. The plus for them is they got Nick Chubb um, back, I believe. He was on the COVID list a few weeks ago, but he's back. So that is great for them. Um, I'm not sure. I think they have Kareem Hunt back. Um, he was injured or on the COVID list a few weeks ago. I think he's back. Um if he's not, then they'll have to ride Chubb um, and Dearness Johnson. Um, but if if he is, then Kareem Hunt, then you got the, the two-headed monster back there with uh, Chubb and Hunt. Um, but we'll have to see what the Browns can do against the Packers. I would expect them to run the ball. Um, they, they run it a lot, um, given the fact that they have one of the best in the game, Nick Chubb. Um, and I would expect that to be the game plan. It's going to be the classic. You know, you're going against the Packers. You want to limit Aaron Rodgers' possessions. So we'll see what happens. Um, and well, a wild card here too is is how's the Browns' defense gonna gonna you know perform against Aaron Rodgers and, and you know a really good Packers offense. Um, one thing to note before I let Mark jump in here, uh, Marquez Valdez Scaling um, was placed on the COVID list a few days ago. So. That'll be something to monitor um, whether or not he can play on Sunday if he's able to, you know, have enough negative tests, you know, and get healthy by then. But if not, they they've shown it in the past. They they've had guys step up. Um, obviously, top you know, top two, not to Devontae Adams, best receiver in the game in my opinion, um, leading the way. And then they got Alan Lazard who stepped up in a big way last week too. Um, in, in addition to MBS, so Mark uh, kind of. What are your thoughts? And also another thing, too, the Browns will be getting their, their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, back. Um, he was on the COVID list last week. Now they're going to be getting him back this week. Yep, so um, they did a good job uh, covering 
a lot of good parts of the game. I think I saw that Baker Mayfield is expected to just play um, is expected to play for the Packer game. So that is good news for the Browns. Um, yeah, they are the the Los Angeles Raiders is a quick turnaround for them. They play Monday night. Now they have a Saturday afternoon game on the road. Packers are undefeated at Lambeau this year. And um, I think there might be um, maybe some snow or rain during the game potentially. So if there is, then they could definitely get into a, a ground game matchup, which the Browns probably wouldn't mind that because they're pretty strong at their running back position, of course. And they do have a good offensive. The Browns did have a good offensive line at the beginning of the year, but they had um, their right tackle. I believe it was a right tackle, or was there? Yeah, the right tackle. He was like an all-pro last year. Jack Compton. He's out for the year. And J.C. Treader, who's their center, he's one of the best centers in the league. He is out. Or I think he's going to be out because he was just on the COVID list today. So yeah, but still, they still have a on the on the Browns personnel. They have the number four left guard and the number four right guard in the NFL, according to Lineups.com, which ranks players on a bunch of different factors. So Packers and Kenny Clark back will be big and look out for Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper. I'm sure the uh, Browns watched the tape of what Mark Andrews did to the Packers last week and kind of dicing them up in the red zone. So hopefully Joe Barry has a better plan for that. And um, yeah, Baker Mayfield has been okay this year. I mean, he hasn't been, you know, elite, but I don't know if he'll ever get to that level. He's been he's been okay. He's taken a lot of sacks. He's still had some turnovers, and um, he doesn't really throw great deep. So that's something the Packers can hopefully continue. And as far as the Packers on offense, so that's breaking down the Browns offense. The Browns defense. The number one person to look out for is Miles Garrett, and he does have a groin injury that was reported this week, but he is supposed to play. And I think he's going to go up against Yash Nijman, and Yash has done a decent job filling in for Bakhtiari, but I think most people would agree Miles Garrett is probably one of the best players in the league. So that'll be important for Rodgers to get rid of the ball quick, and Browns are also likely to be without Jadavian Clowney. He's the other star defensive end. And their linebackers are pretty average. Honestly, no one's rated uh, super high. Cornerbacks, they do have a good cornerback, Denzel Ward, number five cornerback in the NFL. And he will probably be matched up against Devontae Adams. Uh, They have decent safeties. I believe John Johnson, the third, was one of their big free agent pickups. I think he will miss the game. So that'll be interesting. And then also they have Greg Newsom, the second, who is a first-round draft pick. He's a pretty decent cornerback. So I think it'll be a good game, like you said, Adam. Unfortunately, not having Marquez Valdez-Scanlig will probably hurt the Packers as far as the passing game. But I think they they have what it takes to win this game. And then obviously special teams, you know, if there is weather, both both teams' kickers rate in the lower percent of the league as far as made field goals. So if it does come down to field goal and the weather's windy, that'll be interesting to see what Stefanski and Matt Lafleur do for you know the fourth down decisions, when to kick it, when to punt it, and all that. 
But otherwise, yes, I think this should be a good matchup. I think the Packers should win. And um, especially with the Browns being so beat up. And, you know, something you have to consider Big A as well. A lot of these guys that are coming back from the COVID list for the Browns, they haven't practiced for a while, and they probably don't have the same rhythm as they're used to. They might not get that until they, they play at Lambeau on Saturday. So I'll take the Packers, Big A. I would say probably maybe like a 27-21 Packers, and um, hopefully that'll happen to make all the Packer fans happy on Christmas because no one wants to see a heartbreaking loss or a disappointing loss on Christmas. But I think the Packers get it done. They win by six. What do you think, Big A? Yeah, uh, I think Packers get it done. Um, I think it'll be close, though. I agree with you, Mark. I think it'll be really close. Um, just because I feel like the Browns' game plan is going to be to, you know, run Nick Chubb. And they're going to, you know, play off that. And it that's the biggest key for the Packers' defense in this game is how effective are they going to be against the run? If they can bottle Nick Chubb up, then hey, you know, you 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 basically make the the Browns one dimensional, where the one dimension goes from running the ball heavy to if you you're really battling the ball carry up, then you make them pass. So then then the one dimensional gets gets flipped. So to passing, and the Packers are opening a eight point favorite. They're currently a seven and a half point favorite. So they're favored by a touchdown essentially. And their last matchup with the Browns. And Big A, just to talk about you know, Nick Chubb um, also, because we, we didn't bring this up yet, but this is the, this is the weather that A.J. Dillon is built for as far as cold weather, December games. This is why they brought him to Green Bay. So I think this will be a great chance for him to do some damage. And Aaron Jones getting involved last couple of weeks with the passing game. Um I think you can make an argument the Browns and Packers probably have the two best running back tandems in the league. So Yeah. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, so as far as me as a, for a score, I'll probably say ballpark thirty to twenty one. I think, you know, this would be a game where the Packers win by nine, they they win by more than just over a score. Um and, you know, it Browns are able to keep it close. Um I would ideally love the Packers to come out on Christmas Day at Lambeau and really, you know, blow the doors off the the Browns, so to speak. But I just don't think that's yeah. I, I think that they're gonna win, but I just think that the Browns have too much to play for still. Although their playoff chances are very slim, they still got a lot a lot out there to play for, and I think that they do have some good good talent as well. Um, a sneaky. Underrated receiver this year in the NFL has been playing for the Browns. He's the Browns, I believe he's their leading receiver right now. Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan. Um, he's been um, under the ra- radar, so we'll have to see how the Packers you know, cover him. Um, obviously, they've gotten good play out of Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas, so I, I don't imagine it'll be a big where he, he like gashes the Packers because they have good cornerback play, but... Just want to give you know a little bit of credit to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He has been having a, a pretty good season um, in, in that. Um, but Rodgers is, I believe, one touchdown away from breaking the, another uh, record from passing Favre. So that that will be a something to 
to see on Sunday. I would assume it would happen. You would think on Sunday. Um, he's just got to get one touchdown. He'll probably have more than one touchdown um, on Sunday. So right right about there um, for for a ballpark score, um, 30 to 21, I think. You know, Packers are going to try and use their running backs like they, they always do. They got Mercedes Lewis involved in the passing game. Um, and Josiah DeGuara, too. Um, he's been kind of stepping up as well. So they're getting contributions from a whole bunch of people and it really just goes to show you kind of an added credit to the coaching staff to um to consistently have these players ready to go i mean it is their job to have these these players ready to go but you do have to give them a shout out um as far as that goes because you know if you're an nfl player you got to be ready to step up when whenever your your name and number is called and deguara lately has been able to step up and obviously the the seasoned veteran mercedes lewis is, you know knows how knows how that goes so offensively that's kind of how they're gonna look um it sounds like they're gonna hold off david bakhtiar and jair alexander off another week from coming back so maybe next week uh they'll get them back um i believe they play the vikings on sunday night football um their next game after this one so it should be an interesting game um and obviously you have the added component of you know Ke- kevin stefanski being back, you know, the Browns got their their head coach back. Um, they had an acting head coach last week um, who did his best against the Raiders, but now they get Stavansky back from the COVID list. So um, they'll have their head coach out there who's, who's done a pretty good job, a, another nice young, up, you know, young coach um, who's, who's you know, just started off his, his Browns coaching, head coaching career off with a, with a pretty good start. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of a rundown there. Like I said, a wild card is the Packers. Offense against the Browns defense. How effective are the Browns defense going to have on Aaron Rodgers? More times than not, you would pick Rodgers. So there, and then the Packers defense against the Browns offense. How effective are the Packers going to be with stopping the run? And that, that's going to be a kind of, kind of a key for, for, for the uh, Packers as far as that goes. So, that that's kind of a breakdown there. Me and Mark thinks Packers are gonna win um by about a score, maybe just a smidge over our score. Um, and the Packers, you know, advance to twelve and three and stay as number one in the NFC. So do want to wrap up this episode of Big A Sports Show and talk a little bit about the Christmas Day games and switch gears to the NBA. So Christmas Day. Bucks against the Celtics. Um, that one on ABC at 1.30 p.m. Central Time should be a good one. Um, Celtics 16 and 16, 500. Bucks 21 and 13 um, coming into the game. So that's kind of a, a rundown of that matchup. And then you have the Hawks, Knicks at 11 a.m. Warriors, Suns at four. Central Time. Nets, Lakers, seven, and Mavericks, Jazz. So, as always on Christmas, there's there's NBA on and some some good games, um, to be sure. So, Mark, kind of want to chime in there? Yeah, so uh, just a little bit about each game. For the Hawks and Knicks at 11, I think why the NBA scheduled this is because they had uh, some very good games in the playoffs last year with the Hawks and Knicks, and there's kind of a Trey Young versus uh, the Knicks fans rivalry. Unfortunately, Trey Young will not be playing. 
And um, yeah, both teams are not as good record-wise as they ended up finishing the season last year, but still should be a pretty fun, evenly matched game. All the games at Madison's regard are, are fun to watch. And yeah, one thirty Celtics Bucks. Um, we're not sure if Giannis is going to play or not. I think he. I think we hopefully will know by um, the twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, uh, or maybe the morning of Christmas if Giannis is going to play. He's still in the COVID protocol, so is Bobby Portis and Dante DiVincenzo. And, um, yeah, the Bucks have had a hard time containing Jason Tatum when they played him this year. So that will be a interesting matchup. But still, even if Giannis doesn't play, look out for Chris, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. They're still playing really well this year. And then the addition of Boogie Cousins has been great. And a fun fact also for, for folks of NBA past that, or that watch the NBA in the last 20 years, Joe Johnson is a new call-up for the Celtics. And Chris John, Chris Middleton has been called baby Joe Johnson in the past. So I think it's kind of cool how both of them will be now playing in the same game against each other. And uh, quickly on the other three, Warriors-Suns at 4 o'clock Central. These two teams have the best record in the league. Uh, they have the two, the two best records in the league. Both of them playing well. It should be a very fun matchup with Chris Paul versus Steph Curry, and uh, I think that'll be high scoring. And then you got Nets Lakers, which I don't know if they're going to have this game or not because the Brooklyn Nets game was canceled. I think they played either Thursday or they were supposed to play either Thursday or Wednesday this week against the Blazers, but it was canceled because of COVID stuff. And Kevin Durant and some others are still out with COVID, so I don't know if they're going to play the game, but. Either way, should be interesting. Um, James Harden is supposed to play, and then you got LeBron, of course, for the Lake Show, and all of, all the games at the now Crypto Arena. They change it to Staples Center. Those the games are always fun. And then the last game, the fifth game of the day, Mavericks at Jazz. I think the Jazz will probably win this one by a lot. Unfortunately, Luka Doncic was just entered into the protocol for COVID nineteen, so. Mavericks will be without him, and the Jazz, I think, have most of their guys uh, available. So I would look for the Jazz to win that as well. And, yeah, like we're saying, it's unfortunate with COVID going on. A lot of stars and other players are not going to be available on these games like the NBA wanted. But what are you going to do? It's you got to roll with the punches and, and go with who you got. So I'm, I think NBA basketball fans should still be excited and uh, try to tune in to some of these games if, if they want. Yeah, definitely. Always a, a very good NBA slate on Christmas Day. Usually um, lives up to, to all the hype that's that's around it. And also another game on Christmas Day, Colts-Cardinals. So not only do you got the Browns-Packers, but you got the Colts-Cardinals. So a lot of sports on Christmas Day. And, um, you know, and you even got a college football bowl game in there, the, the the Camellia Bowl and a and an NCAA basketball game in there. So a lot of sports um, to be sure and uh, should be fun to watch um, to kind of, you know, monitor how, how those games go. Obviously be locked in big time to the Packers game, but other games, um, you know, be, be monitoring them, see, see how they're going and obviously be locked in big time to the Bucks game as well. Uh, I got two Wisconsin sports teams playing on Christmas, which is, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see 
how those games play out. And um, do want to wrap up another episode of Big A Sports Show. Thank you to Mark for being on another episode. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there for your continued interest in my podcast. I do appreciate it. Uh, always looking to generate a bunch of listeners as possible. And the, the listening audience has been great so far. Look, look to build it even more um, as well. Like any, any podcast would want um, consistent audience, which has been there and just wanting to build it. So, um, you know, the best way to get a hold of my podcast is to subscribe to it. Again, it's available anywhere you get your podcast, you know, a big A sports show, and it'll be right there. And uh, next thing is you can listen to the archives if you missed anything. Um, and you can listen to the future shows as well, um, as, as well as the, the, the shows that are coming out um, currently as well. So um, the best way, even more better way is to subscribe if you want to. Um, and you get alerts whenever I do an episode and you can listen. So thank you again to everybody um, who listened to my podcast. And we'll be back with more Big A Sports Show in the future with a lot of different sports going on. Obviously, covering Wisconsin sports um, first and foremost, but other national sports as well and story topics as well. So always looking to um, get 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 some you know good good content rolling for for my sports show and, and you know exhaust any way possible to make it as good as it can be and reach its uh, overall potential so that will about do it for big a sports show i'm your host adam and handle and happy holidays to you all and we'll talk again soon thank you